This is a Federal News Network podcast. The government lawyers defending the Pentagon's Jedi Cloud lawsuit have needed some good news lately, and yesterday they got it. A federal appeals court ruled in DOD's favor, roundly rejecting a challenge from Oracle America, one of the cloud providers who'd been excluded from the final round of Jedi bidding. That leaves only one federal lawsuit still pending against the multi-billion dollar cloud contract. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has been covering the Jedi legal saga. He joins me now with the latest. Jared, what exactly is the latest? Well, the latest is essentially that the Court of Appeals completely affirmed in every possible way they could have affirmed the lower court ruling that went in DOD's favor some time ago. And that lower court ruling essentially found that DOD had really done just about everything right when it came to Jedi, except for one thing. They they used an improper exception to the law that generally requires large IDIQ contracts to go to multiple vendors, but found that that really didn't matter because Oracle wasn't prejudiced or harmed by that decision, and consequently they really had no right to get relief for it. But as a general matter, this unanimous 3-0 ruling completely affirmed that lower court ruling, and uh, it really, at least for now, removes one of the main legal obstacles to DOD getting on with a JEDI contract and leaves, as you said, just one more lawsuit here in place. Not to make it something in their mind, but could Oracle conceivably keep going with court appeals all the way, I guess, to the Supreme Court, presuming the court would even hear that? Yes, they absolutely could. And there are a couple different options. We've asked Oracle what their plans are, and they haven't gotten back to us just yet. It's understandable if they're still kind of absorbing the ruling here. But they could either ask the Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit as a whole to do what's called an en banc review, where every single one of the judges that is part of the Court of Appeals rehears the case. Or, as you suggested, they could take it all the way up to the Supreme Court. Um, but, you know, An expensive proposition in any, cases, in any case, but um, especially if they go to the Supreme Court. But uh, Oracle certainly has the resources to do it. I think, if they if they think they've got a shot at this. Yeah, they seem like a terrier going after a rat down a hole, and the rat's already come out the other end a mile away, and they're still sticking their nose down there. But what does this do for the larger issue of when the DOD can actually get on with Jedi? As, as far as the actual timeline, nothing directly, because there was no injunction, there was no temporary restraining order directly connected with this Oracle case. But if it had gone the other way, if the Court of Appeals had ruled for Oracle, it could have been kind of a nightmare for DOD because they would have potentially been forced to go back to ground zero and completely start the Jedi solicitation process over, especially if they did what Oracle had requested and forced DOD to turn this into a multiple award contract. That was one of the several factors, one of, one of several bases on which Oracle had challenged this contract. They said, as I as I alluded to earlier, that DOD improperly worked its way around a law that, that generally requires these large IDIQs to go to multiple companies. The reason the court found that 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 didn't prejudice Oracle, even though it was technically improper, is that DOD had a gate criteria in place called subfactor 1.2 that set cybersecurity requirements that Oracle just could not have met. Um, Oracle had also challenged those gate criteria because they said those were explicitly designed for one purpose, which was to whittle the field of potential bidders down to just two, Amazon and Microsoft. Oracle had argued that those were completely arbitrary, partly because uh, w- w- what they did, Tom, is they, they said you, you need to b- have three data centers 150 miles apart that are all certified at the FedRAMP moderate level. Oracle argued that made no sense in the context of this contract because they're not using FedRAMP for Jedi, um, and, and therefore this is just kind of made up out of whole cloth as a way to, to narrow the playing field down. 
DOD argued and, and the courts agreed that this was, you know, it, it, we're not using FedRAMP directly for JEDI, but it's a pretty good proxy for whether or not you've got your processes locked down enough to be sufficient for government cloud needs. Um, and so on, on that basis, they upheld the DOD's decision to use that gate criteria, which, um, which were used to exclude both Oracle and IBM. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. So, yeah, basically they concluded that it was a harmless error, perhaps, in the way it was awarded to a single contractor instead of multiple ones, because even if it had gone to multiple ones, Oracle wouldn't have been there anyway. That, that's right. That's that's where the courts eventually came down, both the Court of Federal Claims and the Appeals Court. Oracle's argument in part here, and, and, and to me it's not a crazy argument, is that we, we can't possibly know how DOD would have structured the cybersecurity requirements if they had been forced to follow the law and do a multiple award contract because – you know, only DOD can make that decision, and there's a bunch of different ways that they could go. What the courts found is that, yeah, we can't know exactly what they would have done, but one thing we do know is they wouldn't have loosened the cybersecurity requirements. They would have ratcheted them up, if anything. So that's that's one reason the lower court and the appeals court decided that Oracle really didn't have a leg to stand on trying to get rid of this gate criteria. All right, so let's presume for a moment, and I guess it's a fair presumption, but not a certain one, that Oracle's out of the way at last on this. There is still the Amazon lawsuit. And where does that stand? And is there any action we can expect soon in that front? Yes, we should expect something very soon. The last update that DOD gave the court, um, again, this is a separate lawsuit proceeding through the Court of Federal Claims. Last thing they told the court on that is that they would be done with this corrective action process that they've been working on by September 16th. And at that point, it's quite possible we have a new award for JEDI. It could go back to Microsoft again, or it could go to Amazon Web Services, or they could take some other type of corrective action. We just don't know exactly how that's going to shake out. But at that point, the court would then have to you know, take a look at what correct, corrective action DOD has taken, decide whether the, you know, she deems that acceptable. And of course, uh, Amazon, the challenger here, would have to decide whether whatever corrective action that is, is enough for it to drop its lawsuit. If it's not, this litigation could just continue to unfold and go all the way to trial or a, rather a judgment on the administrative record at the Court of Federal Claims. So if everyone's lucky, then something could be resolved in the next fiscal year. It's not going to happen this fiscal. Uh, Yeah, I I think that's very unlikely. And I I mean, think through all the scenarios in your head here. I mean, imagine, let's presume for a second that DOD does do what Amazon wants and rewards the contract to Amazon and takes it away from Microsoft. I would say there's a non-zero likelihood that Microsoft then files its own protest to challenge the the decisions that were made during the corrective action process. And that's what we've seen through this this entire contract saga. The stakes are viewed anyway by industry as so high. There's there's very powerful incentives to protest an adverse decision in any way you possibly can. All right, so not over yet, but we're beginning to see what it might look like in the end. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.